you know, you really have to learn how to read the labels. Um, and it, I mean, trust me, it gets easier with time. That's what I always tell people. Like it, it becomes truly very easy to handle, but upfront it is very overwhelming, especially with, you know, eating out. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. Gluten-free is a word that many hear or see, but what exactly is it? We see it on food packages and many are going gluten-free as a diet trend because it may have a healthy halo around this term. With gut health being very popular, today's guest, registered dietitian Peyton Vest, shares her own long, complicated journey in finding more about her own diagnosis of celiac. She will help explain what gluten is, who needs to go on a gluten-free diet, and the signs and symptoms of celiac disease. Join us for this conversation. Well, Peyton, it is so great to have you on the show. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yeah, I am Peyton Vest. I am a registered dietitian. I'm also a certified personal trainer and I work for Expedition Wellness. We are a team of registered dietitians and we do one-on-one nutrition coaching, work with a lot of clients on weight loss, work with athletes, um, individuals with GI issues, uh, really just helping people figure out how to fuel their body properly. And I was able to meet you personally when I got my in-body scale uh, at Expedition Wellness. And so it was fun meeting another fellow RD doing that. It sounds like the company is bringing on new insights and all that fun stuff. Yes, yes. We have launched a lot in this new year. Um, we are now selling meals. So they're macro-friendly, packed with veggies, high-protein meals that just support individuals that, you know, a lot of us don't have time these days to always cook a meal. It's just not the way the world works these days. So being able to provide that to our clients in a um, quick, easy, healthy way has been wonderful. And then we also have added some corporate wellness uh, to our uh, business as well. So a corporate wellness coordinator that is just working with companies, bringing more employee wellness uh, to their business. There was a little something that you mentioned to me when we were talking about topics for this episode um, with your own personal journey. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I have celiac disease myself, and that just means if you haven't heard about it, it means I can't eat gluten. Um, So it's an autoimmune disorder, and essentially the gluten attacks my intestines. It can cause damage to my intestines, and the only cure for celiac disease is a gluten-free diet. So in order to, you know, avoid damage to your intestines, it's just eating gluten-free. So I was diagnosed my senior year of college, actually, uh, which ironically, I was in school for becoming a dietitian. And it just made sense. You know, I originally went to school for exercise science because I 
had known that route, you know, exercise, I love, want to do that. Um, but soon found out about the nutrition side of things and knew that was maybe more the direction I wanted to go. And then, you know, my senior year getting diagnosed, it was really just solidifying that this was what I was called to do because I was already learning all about how to help my disease and just gave me that passion so much more to help others that deal with similar situations as well. And tell us some of your symptoms going into this before diagnosis. Yeah. So the diagnosis process was very long and I've heard that's pretty common um, for a lot of people. So just a lot of upset stomachs, fatigue, just not feeling right. You know, you know, I tried on my own, like, is it certain foods, upset stomachs, low energy, um, burping, gas, bloating, all just those, you know, uncomfortable symptoms that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Uh, but that was kind of the telltale sign that something was going on, but it definitely took seeing a lot of doctors to get diagnosed. Um, originally, you know, for being diagnosed with celiac disease, the first step is a blood test. And my blood test did not come back positive. So that was ruled out up front. And so it became, oh, you have IBS, um, irritable bowel syndrome, you know, just trying some, you know, you can try medication, you can try hypnotherapy, you can try um, supplements, you know, and I've tried everything. <laughs> but obviously when things still weren't going well, um, we then sought out another doctor and did an endo endoscopy. So that's where they, you know, take the camera into your intestines from your throat. Um, and then they can truly see the damage within your intestines. So that's when it was officially diagnosed. But it had been probably a year and a half of trying to figure it out before it was diagnosed. They did not get a blood test that was a positive result? That's such a bummer. Yeah. yeah. And just odd. <laughs> Is it? I didn't know if that was common or not. You have to be eating gluten to have it be positive. So, like, I kind of started eating gluten-free. So then I never wanted to oh. take the blood test again. So it's kind of... Yes. Yeah. Were you aware of what the foods were to eat and not to eat? Yeah. Luckily, I obviously was in school for dietetics. So I had a very good base knowledge. Um, but there are so many hidden gluten sources that I did not know about. And, you know, it just makes me think about all the people that go into it blindly with a diagnosis, having no background in it. It's got to be so overwhelming because it was overwhelming for me. But I also had some education in it. So yeah, there's definitely lots of hidden, you know, sources and sauces and spices and soups and stuff where, you know, you really have to learn how to read the labels. Um, and it, I mean, trust me, it gets easier with time. That's what I always tell people. Like it, it becomes truly very easy to handle, but upfront it is very overwhelming, especially with, you know, eating out thrown into there too. There's risk of cross contamination and, um, just no, not knowing how to order a certain restaurant, feeling limited, you know, with your options. So it's, it can really affect, I think, um, a, a lot of areas of just eating, for sure. How long after this, once you start implementing these dietary changes, um, did you start to feel better? How long after that? Yeah, so they say it can take up to a year to fully heal the, the gut. 
and intestines. So, um, I mean, I wasn't feeling better very quickly. So, you know, that was reassuring. Like, okay, well, okay, it can take a while. And uh, they typically do like to do another endoscopy at that year to ensure that, you know, that things are healed. So um, my year mark, I did get another one. We saw everything was healed, but I was still having symptoms. So that's where my case is a little different that just because I've gone gluten-free, it hasn't necessarily helped everything. And that's where I'm currently at further investigating what else might be going on. Oh my gosh. You're a fun case study in itself for us to, for us yeah. to learn about. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you start making these diet changes. Now, there's also gluten intolerance and celiac disease. What are the difference? Yeah, so the celiac disease and is when it's it's the autoimmune disease that it's gonna gluten is gonna attack your body. It, it's gonna hurt your intestines. It's gonna damage them essentially. Yeah. Um, so that is the celiac disease, whereas a um, kind of sensitivity or intolerance is more just a uh, more reaction, kind of like an allergic reaction, not, not the same exact type, but it's more of a reaction your body has versus causing physical damage to your body. So it is different, um, you know, in, in, as far as, you know, the severity of things, but um, obviously not eating gluten would help in both cases. And yeah. That's where it gets a little bit sticky um figuring out how to make you feel better when you're eating certain foods yes completely i think especially with gluten it's kind of the last few years gotten you know this rap that it's healthy to go gluten-free and that's what's been really frustrating for someone that has celiac disease is you know when you're ordering at a restaurant and you ask for gluten-free i always just feel like oh is the waiter just thinking like oh, they're just being, trying to be healthy and picky and, you know, like um, things like that or just just being, yeah, in social settings. Like that's the part that I don't love about it, that it's gotten this rap of like, oh, it's healthy. When in reality, going gluten-free is usually not healthier because a lot of gluten-free foods are lower in fiber because you're missing out a lot of those whole grains and um, they can be more processed. So it's really not healthier. If you can eat gluten, I highly recommend doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can be confusing to know what is the really real cause of for you if you are having problems with gluten. So getting yeah, those tests would be helpful to kind of rule if it's maybe more of um, a sensitivity or if it's actual celiac disease. Yeah, you see it marketed on packages, and I think everyone was like, well, it says it's gluten-free. I don't know how many times I have heard that, and I'm like, yeah. that doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> right, yes. The, the label is for people like me to easily <laughs> be able to know if this is a, pack, a product I can eat or not. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I've had to educate clients on, too, and just deal with myself. Um, and even sometimes... People in the medical field, uh, I just had a good friend having some female issues and they were recommended no gluten, no dairy, no sugar. And I think that is just a big blanket that they think, oh, this will help it. But the studies don't always line up. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, and that's overwhelming 
to go to the doctor and hear that. And it's like, what do you do with all that information? You know, it's all of a sudden you have to change a ton of things in your diet and it can become very restrictive. And so that's where I really suggest if you ever have a practitioner tell you something like that, definitely seek out a dietitian's help before trying to dive into something yourself. Dietitians can definitely help you navigate. If that is something you do need to do, we can help navigate how to do it and support you through it because it is a big life change. Uh, but definitely take it with a grain of salt as well. And I would suggest further testing and investigating to figure out if that's really the thing that's going to help your symptoms. Now we hear gluten, but what is gluten? Yeah, so gluten is essentially it's wheat, rye, or barley. Those three things are gluten. And it's just in a lot of, obviously, carb-based products. It is what keeps, I know with baking, this I've learned, it's what kind of gives it, gives things the texture with bread. It provides like the stretchiness of it. Like yes. makes the dough pull. Uh-huh. Yes. Because I, I mean, you can tell when you eat a slice of bread versus gluten-free bread. There's a difference. So that makes it a little tricky. Uh, like, you, like you were mentioning, fiber is left out if you are going gluten-free. And that is a, a big disclaimer in there. Yes, definitely. Because um, a lot of, you know, a lot of foods in our world too are like fortified or um, have fiber naturally in them, whereas, you know, the more the gluten-free breads and grains don't. And then when you throw in, so oats are kind of a tricky one. Oats are naturally gluten-free and they're a fibrous, you know, grain, but oats are commonly manufactured in facilities that also manufacture a lot of gluten. So that's a tricky one where you you need to be uh, choosing gluten-free oats uh, to make sure that there's not like any cross-contamination in there. Um. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any good resources for go-to for finding gluten-free items or listings of products? Yeah, so uh, the celiac space is a group of registered dietitians that specialize in celiac disease. A lot of them have celiac, and they have so many good resources. They have little um, kind of keychain cards that help you navigate what are what to look for on labels, like what are the no ingredient versus a well like cautious or a yes ingredient um, and how to read food labels, um, how to order at restaurants, just like what questions to ask to ensure that what you're ordering is safe. So I highly recommend their um, products and websites. I think they have some um, freebies on there for like just a gluten-free products as well, like what they would recommend. Um, that's yeah. You can find them on Instagram too uh, with lots of helpful tips. I know when I got diagnosed, you know, you get the folder with all the information, <laughs> but really it's, it's really, I think a lot of it just takes putting it to use and practicing. That's going to be the most helpful thing is I think with everyone, there's 
going to be sometimes where you slip up because you just are learning and you didn't, you don't know, but, um, over time you'll, you'll get the hang of it and it'll become a lot easier. But I highly suggest either reaching out to someone that, you know, that maybe has it or a dietitian or someone to help guide you through, because that's going to help a lot just with navigating even, you know, what the gluten-free products that are like the tastiest, because it can be a lot of trial and error. When you start going gluten-free, you just got to start trying stuff and not all of it's great, but there is some really great alternatives. So I think just finding someone that has some good um, knowledge on what they think is good is helpful too. I remember maybe like 10, 15 years ago when I was a retail dietitian and we had just a small little aisle in the grocery store and that was gluten-free and very limited products and, you know, a bag of pasta back then was three, four dollars and so it, it cost a lot more and now there's so many more products and mainstream products that are gl- going gluten-free or putting it on their package and saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is made in non-gluten facility. Uh, so there's a lot more resources out there than there were so many years ago. Yes. Luckily, I think, because um, I've been diagnosed um, coming up on five years. So even in my time, there's been a great variety of options. Um, but I know, yes, 10, 15 years ago, there was not. So I'm very thankful that we do have the um, options that we do these days. And a lot of times, you really can't notice the difference. My husband is not gluten-free, and he has to eat gluten-free often, you know, to, you know, when we share meals at dinner, if I'm baking things. And um, it's crazy how many times it's like, oh, I can't even tell this isn't gluten. So they've done a really good job of making gluten-free products tasty, for sure. Yes, they have. Except for the seven allergen-free cookies that I got for Valentine's Day that my kids have not eaten. <laughs> These cute chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, why are, Why is nobody eating these? And then my daughter told me, those are gluten-free. They don't really taste very good. <laughs> and dairy-free and egg-free and all, all the above. So um, I will have to, I'm going to give those to a friend, um, a neighbor that... Um, we'll definitely use them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely still not great products out there, but just keep investigating and and learning. Like I myself have learned to learn how to bake gluten free, mm-hmm. um, so that has made a big difference too. And like just being able to still enjoy some of those things. Do you have a certain flour that you enjoy? Yeah, I typically just use the Bob's Bread Mill one to one baking um, flour. So it's you can just use it equal to whatever recipe has um, regular flour in it. You can just swap it, and it turns out great. That's so helpful. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember how many products people would have to use. They'd have to get the guar gum that was $13, yeah. a small package, like I said, 15 years ago. You know, it was crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. They've, they've, they've kind of done a good job of combining everything you need into one flour. Yeah. Very helpful. Uh, Within your consulting practice that you do, do you find a lot of people uh, needing any dietary needs within gluten? Yeah. Recently I have um, been working with some more GI based clients and that's something I really want to grow and expand into because it's something I'm passionate about. But um, yeah, just being able to help them walk through 
how to go gluten-free and be able to support them is very rewarding for me because I, I know firsthand how overwhelming it can be. Um, so we do have, yeah, the resources for that um, and obviously personal experience to share uh, with that. So that's something that we've been growing into. You know, and with gut health being extremely trendy right now, it's being it's a hot topic, um, that gets a little confusing. Where would you tell people the first step? Say they want a gut healthy diet, they might have some issues. Where do they start? Yeah, I would start, I mean, definitely assess if you have symptoms <laughs> because I think it's, the, the, the gut health is just kind of out there and a lot of people's guts are perfectly healthy and you don't need to mess with them. <laughs> so first assess if you really do need to, you know, there's little things you can do adding, you know, probiotics or probiotic foods like um, yogurt and chia seed and stuff. Um, but first just assess if it's something you really need. And if it is, I would recommend um, working with a dietitian so that you know how to go about it. Because I've something I've very much learned just through my own experience and working one-on-one with clients is everyone's needs are so different. And a lot of times, you know, we see these diets out there or these kind of health promotions and we think like, oh, that's going to be the fix for me. But it is so individualized that just being able to work one-on-one with a dietitian to figure out what is actually going to help you in your situation and be sustainable. That's the other thing. You can do all these things to try to become healthier, but if it's not sustainable, it's not going to benefit you in the long term and it can cause more anxiety and, you know, you might have to be making two meals for your family and, you know, there's just other things. So just working with a dietitian to learn how to approach it and make sure that you're doing the things that really support your individual needs um, is really important. That is such a good message because when we hear something, we think, oh, I need to try that. Or my doctor said, you know, like I was telling you, dairy-free, gluten-free, no sugar. I need to cut all that out. But if if you are missing your favorite latte or your favorite cookies after dinner and that's not really necessary, we need to enjoy what we eat too. <laughs> yes, completely. And I've fallen into the trap too. I think we all have, you know, like, oh, this, this supplement sounds like it's going to help with what I'm dealing with and trying to do it on my own. But even my, I myself am now seeking out working. I work with a dietitian, even though I'm a dietitian, I'm working with a dietitian that even has more special, much specialized education in figuring out maybe what's going on with me. And that's something, you know, that it, it's hard to, you know, take, well, I'm a dietitian, I should be able to figure it out. But no, sometimes we even need help to figure out what's going on. And so seeking that help just to be able to walk through the process with me has been really eye-opening and giving me a much higher perspective of my client situations as well. You know, like I'm learning how to be very patient. Like I tell my clients all the time, it takes time to become healthier or get to your goals or for your body to change. And I'm having to preach those same things to myself that it takes time for my body to heal and, and for this to become easier and things like that. So very eye-opening experience. <laughs> I love hearing that, especially you working with a specialized dietitian because just like a doctor, someone who is specialized in the area knows more, can be more helpful, and that is 
So good for you to work with someone like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been really helpful so far. And I'm hoping to, you know, be able to learn from them as well that I can hopefully apply some of those practices with clients and be able to help more GI issues, more clients with GI issues in the future. Um, Do you have any other last takeaways? Just seeking out help if you need it. You know, I'm very much a proponent and through my journey, I've learned that I have to really advocate for myself. You know, I've been told many times, like, throughout getting diagnosed with that disease that, oh, you just need to deal with it. Like, this is just part of your life. You need to deal with what you're having, you know, what, what you're dealing with. And just being a proponent, uh, advocate for myself to get to the root cause of the issue is um, something that I'm really passionate about. And that's what I ultimately want to help others do is get to the root cause so that they can live their life to the fullest. Peyton, where can everyone connect with you? I work for Expedition Wellness and you can find us on Instagram at Expedition Wellness Coach. Um, And we have a website as well where you can see all of our offerings and programs. Wonderful. I can't thank you enough for sharing your information here because there's someone out there that is dealing with this, that has questions about it, and it's it's knowing where to start. So thank you for your information. Completely. Yes. Thank you for having me, just letting me share my story and hopefully it can reach those who need it.